Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Mike Gutridge, and he he was the director, producer, and writer of The Bone Garden. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm so excited that we can make this happen. I know we talked for a while and we had to check our schedules and we finally got it happening. So that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yes. So the first question I have is um, for those that are not familiar with the Bone Garden, can you tell everyone that is listening and watching to this uh, what the Bone Garden is about? Yeah, the Bone Garden is about two best friends. um, And one of the best friends lives with, um, you know, her husband in a college town. He's a college professor and she suspects he's cheating on him, on her. But then people start disappearing and she wonders, is he guilty of murder, too? And then these creepy neighbors move in next door. And, I, you know, it's like a little rear window vibe where, um, you know, Alice, her name is Alice. She's watching the neighbors, watching her husband and her and her best friend are sleuthing around trying to find out who's who's killing people. And is your husband cheating on you and that kind of thing? It's like a whodunit. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds really good, actually. And it sounds original, too, which is which is a bonus, because I love films that don't like steal from other content like i like the originality you know what i mean oh thanks yeah yeah i wanted to do a film that paid homage to stuff like friday the 13th um right and halloween but that didn't steal from them yeah exactly exactly and that is always a bonus so mm-hmm. what gave you the idea of creating the bone garden well i wanted to work with it's funny a, a very initially i had written a screenplay for adrian king from the original friday the 13th yeah and but it would have cost a lot of money and adrian read it and she liked it but she's like you know we have to let's start out smaller let's make a smaller movie and try to raise money and and attention for our bigger movie so i wrote the bone garden for adrian and that's why in the bone garden the main character's name is alice hardy which is alice which was adrian's name in the original friday the 13th um adrian read it she loved it we were going to do it and then because of scheduling she had to back out um which is understandable happens all the time yeah. Um, so I got, um, my, um, um, I became very good friends when I lived out in Los Angeles with Tracy Savage, mm-hmm. Tracy's in Friday the 13th part three. So when Adrian couldn't do it for scheduling reasons, I called Tracy right away and Tracy was in and, and, um, so she decided, yeah, this is great. We'll do it. And then I had, um, a couple other, um, I became friends with Paul Crackta who was in Friday the 13th nice. part three. So I, um, I got both of them. We had this little Friday the 13th theme going nice. and, um, and, and that's how it got done. It was initially, we were going in one direction and then we did, um, when, when Adrian backed out, we went in another direction, but those things happen all the time and little happy accidents and um, yeah. everything worked out. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of Tracy Savage and also yeah. I love them in Friday the 13th part three. Yeah. I interview them too. I would love to interview them one day, but uh, definitely um, I, I would love to see the bone guard and see what they bring to that because obviously we know them Friday the 13th. So how do they like bring this role to life, you know, and see them in a different environment, which would be really cool. I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah. And at the time it had been 30 years since Friday the 13th part three. So they were like reunited and then, yes. So that was cool. And then, of course, we also got Ron Milky, who plays Officer nice. Dork in part one. That's awesome. So he was great. Ron was just a, a, a poem. He was so great to work with. So. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. Actually, I did have the honor to interview him, and he is amazing. He's a really yeah. good guy. He's, he's really great fun. guy. Nice. Yes. So what was the best part about filming The Bone Garden, and what was the worst? Well, let's see. The best part was definitely the collaboration with Tracy, Rick, and Ron. And then um, I also had another, let's, here's a funny story. I had another um, Friday the 13th actress lined up 
And she backed out at the last minute. Literally, she backed out on like a Wednesday and everyone was coming to town Friday. Right. So I, I was scrambling. So I said to Tracy, my first call was to Amy Steele, who I had a little relationship with. I wrote a screenplay for Amy. Amy couldn't do it. Um, my second call was to um, Stacey Nelkin from Halloween 3. She would have been perfect, but she was right about to go on vacation. She couldn't do it. So I said to Tracy, Is there, do you know anyone who would be in this movie who would play, you know, play the character of Laura, your best friend? And Tracy said, you know what? I got a great friend named Tammy Cates. She's a great actress. She'll definitely do it. And I'm so glad. that The best part was kind of discovering Tammy Cates, who came on board literally at the 11th hour. I mean, this was on a Wednesday and she was in, um, in Baltimore on Saturday. Wow. So she came in at the 11th hour. She nailed it. She was just one of the, probably could be the best actor in the movie. And I never would have known about her had this other actress not backed out and had Tracy not told me about Tammy. So the best part was kind of discovering Tammy who just brought so much, she brought so much to the role that I regretted not making her part bigger. I wish she was in more of it because Tammy really steals the show. Um, you know, the worst part, there wasn't too much bad stuff and as much as, um, you know, you have to put up with weather, you have to change on a dime. If suddenly you can't go outside because it's raining, we have to change a few scenes to make them indoor instead of outdoor, that kind of stuff. Um, logistics are always a nightmare, getting people in on time, on schedule, flights and hotels, that kind of stuff. That's always a challenge. But um, as far as the movie, I mean, we had a great time on set and, um, and everyone just kind of, you know, the best part when you're making something like this, no one's doing it for the money. Right. No one's doing it because they have to, they're doing it because they want to. Right. And that's the best part. So that was really great. Awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. Um, so I, one of my questions was that you did have Tracy and Paul in this movie, of course. So what was it like working with them and having them part of your cast? It was awesome. Um, Tracy and I had been friends before we were very, um, she's one of my closest friends and she's in my first film, um, my first short film, Loretta, which is on YouTube. Okay. Um, it's this black and white little short film I did. She plays Loretta. Um, so we had worked together. We were, um, we worked at NBC together. I was a video editor. She was a reporter. So I knew her and, you know, um, inside and out, we were dear friends. Um, and then Paul and I, I had reached out to Paul years ago to make this movie called Wood Floors, which hopefully one day I'll get to make. Right. Um, so Paul and I known each other for about six or seven years. Nice. Um, he said, if you ever do something else, if you ever get funding for anything, let me know. So it was great, you know, having him come in. And then um, the best was just having them together after, at the time, 30 years after part yeah. three. That was really cool. That is yeah, really cool. it's really great. And they worked really well together. Nailed it. Paul was really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was the hardest part about getting the Bone Garden made? Raising money is always difficult. We had three investors and at the pretty much last minute, two of them backed out. So we had one investor and um, he decided, because um, I called the cast. I said, we just lost a ton of money. Do you guys want to not do this? It's fine. You know, we can wait. Um, but if you waited till you could afford to do anything, you would never do anything. So the cast was, and the crew were like, no, no, you know, we, you know, we'll all work for free. We'll just, just get it done. Let's just make it happen. And so the third investor, he upped his ante a little bit, decided to give a little more money, just a little, we, it was very low budget yeah. and, um, and we got it made. And most of the budget went to plane fare and, um, food for the crew and then hotel rooms and stuff. Right. Um, and then. No, and then rest of it went to like a little bit of, we had some special makeup effects and stuff like that, but um, everyone pretty much, you know, just banded together and it was great to see people doing it for the love, not for the money. Right. You know, they Absolutely. did it for the love of filmmaking. 
Absolutely. And pre-production is always the hardest part of any type of filmmaking because you have to, of course, get the funds and the money, the scheduling, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff falls into pre-production. And it really is the hardest part of, of the movie making process, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always, I, the part I hated the most was always the uh, scheduling. <laughs> we're in oh, that, yeah. we're in that yeah. people now and I hate the scheduling. Brutal. Yeah. I always tell people filmmaking is phone calls. You're on the phone all the time trying to yes. schedule everything. it's the easiest part you know absolutely (laughs) exactly right so what was the most fun or memorable moment about filming the phone garden and do you have any fun behind the scenes stories about the film yeah the most fun i guess was doing the cornfield scene at the end that was really great um i don't want to give away what happened or anything but uh um my friend george stover's in the movie and george is a huge tracy fan and they had a scene together, but it was going to be off camera. We were just going to record the audio. You were just going to hear it. And George, you know, who's a friend of mine, said, Mike, I'd love to just be on camera with Tracy. I really look up to her. I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. So I said, fine. So we shot a one take, one, you know, one shot um, uh, thing of him and Tracy. And that was fun. And then we did this cornfield scene that day. And it was really great. It was really neat. It was really hot. It was the height of the summer. It was like August. But um, it was really fun to be out on location in this corn maze that we had made. And uh, my wife helped make it. She's a production designer. So that was great. Also, the, there's a fight scene in the movie with Tracy and another character. And that took all, that was our longest day of shooting. That took all, that was 15 hours. But it was really great. And Tracy's a real trooper. She's a reporter. She's used to getting her hands dirty and getting the story. She didn't complain once. We had blood all over her. We had sweat and kept spraying her down. Um, and she never complained. She just, she, she'll put her dukes up and, and fight. And it was really great. And that was a long day. We shot from sundown to sun up, but um, it was really great. No one complained. And that was a lot of fun. Right. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so a lot of like, I'm one of them that didn't know where can I see the bone garden? So I know we talked about it and everything. So would you like to tell a listening viewing audience how they'll be able to see the bone garden or when or where? Yeah, sure. Um, it should be. I've been talking to our distributor, Camp Motion Pictures, and um, I deal with a woman named Paige, and they just signed some new deals. Hopefully, it's going to be back on Amazon Prime, um, Hulu. Um, I'm not sure about Vudu, but definitely Hulu, and we're hoping even um, um, YouTube. So okay. there are physical DVDs. If you go to Camp Motion Pictures, if you Google okay. Camp Motion Pictures and go to their website, you should be able to actually buy a physical DVD. Unfortunately, nobody really does that anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm one of the old people that do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, and you'll be the first to know. I know my friend Greg Gilbert wants to know as well. Yes. Um, I'll try to fi- let you guys know when, yeah. when and where. Yeah, Greg is a good friend of mine as well. Uh, he's actually the one that put me in touch with you originally. Right. Um, and he, yeah. I've been on his show like five times already, and he, he's been a good friend of mine. We talk almost every day. Oh, great, great. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a yeah. good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he wants. Have me on again, and hopefully we'll do that in the next couple of days or whatever. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, I, I just finished another film, so he wants to, you know, talk about that. So you know. yeah, that's awesome. And I was actually that was my last question, which I'm going to get into in, in, after this next one. But um, uh-huh. which horror movies are your favorite to watch, like on a lazy, rainy day? You know, you know, it's funny. My wife pointed something out. It's weird. My favorite film is John Carpenter's Halloween. That's oh. like my Citizen Kane. I have on the artwork tattooed on my arm. Oh, um, nice. When I lived out West, John signed it for me and I had John Carpenter's autograph inked in. So that was cool. I have John's autograph on my arm. Um, but it's funny, one of my go-to ones, and I don't know why this is, but lately I watched Halloween 6, the producer's cut. Oh, wow. I'm friends with Dan Farrens. We used to kind of run in the same circles when I lived out in Hollywood. 
Nice. Um, Dan's a great guy. He wrote it. Um, the movie got taken away and they did this theatrical version. They reshot mm-hmm. over a third of it. it. No offense. I thought what came out in theaters wasn't so much, yeah. but the producer's cut's a completely different film. If you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend I've it. I've seen it. And uh, I'm talk- I'm in talks with Dan to have him on in October for Halloween time. And he, oh, wants yeah. to, he wants to give the full details to me in the interview about the mess between theatrical and producer's cut. I can't. Oh wait. God. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get him on. Tell him I said, hi, he's also good Hello. friends with Tracy. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I watched, you know, go to, I have a lot of go tos. It's funny, but Halloween six is one. Um, any John Carpenter, whenever it's rainy, I get in the mood to watch The Fog. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm one of the few people that like the remake of Night of the Living Dead, the 1990 version, because nice. Pat Tallman kicks ass in that film. Um, of course, the original's iconic, but um, I've always loved the 1990 version. I thought Tom Savini did a great job making that. Um, so, yeah, I love Friday the 13th. Um, I love part one the best just because um, now that I'm a parent, I can relate to the premise of a woman driven mad over the loss of her child. Um, so I always loved part one and the location. It's funny. Um, I, 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 I've been to Camp Nobi Bosco, you know, a couple of times, just kind of snuck in and driven by and that kind of stuff. But now they give tours of that place. So you can like, yep. pay and go and spend the night. No, it's funny how far we've come. You know? I know it is crazy. <laughs> I wanted to do the tour that they're having in October on, on a Friday the 13th that week but uh we're gonna yeah. be i think we're uh are we filming that week we might be filming that week that's probably why i couldn't go or something was coming up that i couldn't go that week and i was like damn uh-huh. I want to go to it. it's on a friday the 13th in august i want to go but i can't go yeah yeah that, you know and yeah. that's cool i've you know i've written several screenplays that adrian king has read and i've always wanted to work with her of course amy Steele. i've been in talks to work with her um but you know it, it always everything takes twice as long and costs twice as much and most stuff falls through it's like anyone who can get a movie made i applaud you because it is a herculean it's effort very hard. It is yeah. very hard and very tedious and very time consuming mm-hmm. a lot of people think oh how could that movie suck how could, i can make a better movie than that well let me see a try because it's not exactly that be my guest exactly yeah feel free <laughs> <laughs> yep so the last question i got for you um is i'm gonna add a bonus part to it is because uh, you said you have a new uh, project coming out so if you want to let everybody know what that pro- as much as you can because obviously you don't want to give too much away but what that project will be about um and what it is and everything like that and then any other film projects you have in the work as well any social media that you want to promote yeah sure thanks i um i just um finished a film uh called shadows mm-hmm. and it's funny it's not a horror film okay. however it was inspired by friday the 13th right. so i I'm, I'm watching friday the 13th for the umpteenth time it, it plays almost once a day at my house and there's that great scene where adrian king's bouncing around the kitchen putting pots and pans away yeah and then she opens the pantry door and out comes ralph yeah. and i thought wow wouldn't it be great if you made a movie about a woman, maybe packing up a camp, maybe like her dad ran it or something. So maybe he passed away and all of a sudden the wheels started turning. So the movie's about this um, three family members who are um, packing up a summer camp that their father ran after he died. So it's not at all, It's if anything, it's an art house drama, but it was totally inspired by Friday the 13th. And and my idol, Lynn Shelton, who passed away um, last May of 2020, Lynn made a great film called Your Sister's Sister which was basically three people in one location. Mm-hmm. I wrote it with a budget in mind. I thought, you know, let's, we could film it at one summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to work with Tammy and Tracy again, but once I realized we weren't going to have nearly enough money to bring people in from California, I just shot it with no name actors. And it's funny, another horror guy, Don Coscarelli gave me advice. Phantasm was one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know, I'm going to make this other movie, but I'm going to have to make it with like no name actors and probably shoot on weekends. He said, Mike, what do you think Phantasm is? 
He's like, well, I was just going to say the same thing. What do you think Friday the 13th was? Halloween? Yeah. Nightmare. yeah. He said, nobody knew who Angus Scrim was when we shot in 1977. Yeah. He said, I shot that on weekends and boom, it's Phantasm. So I appreciate Don's advice. So I shot this movie called Shadows. It's an art house drama. It's premiering, I don't know when this will air, but it's premiering next month, yeah. July 22nd in Baltimore. And then um, go from there. I've been doing festivals. We'll see. And maybe I'll probably put it on Amazon Prime or something. But Nice. Awesome. And I'll throw my hat out in the rain. If you ever need anybody extras or any, if somebody backs out or you need somebody, or if you just want anybody, I'm in Baltimore. So if you need somebody. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm in Woodlawn. Yep. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. So if you do need anybody for any stand-ins or anything, just hit me up. I mean, I'm literally in Woodlawn. I'm, I'm like 17 minutes from the city. Um, I don't know. I Are you from Pennsylvania? I'm not. I'm actually from Baltimore. I mean, okay. I've lived in out West for years and years. And my okay. wife and I were in LA and in Colorado and now I'm in PA, nice. but yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, Cause I, I go back to uh, Pennsylvania every other weekend. Cause my parents live in PA. I came here for when I got a job with the coast guard, but okay. uh, yeah, so I travel to and from Pennsylvania all the time, but I'm primarily in Baltimore. But yeah, if you do need anybody, uh, like if you're ever stuck or if you even if you want somebody to audition, just let me know or send out a casting call. I'll be more than happy mm-hmm. to audition as well. Like, like I said, I'm local in that too. So awesome. I certainly will. That's yeah. Good yep. I, I mean, I, I love being in indie film. Like I said, I don't expect any compensation at all to begin with. Like I uh-huh. for the art. It's really fun. So who do you work? What are you working on now? You mentioned you have a film. Um, yeah, I, I own Gravestone Films, and our next film is coming up called Seventy Two. Uh, we just okay. raised forty four hundred dollars on Indiegogo, and it closed. So, um, awesome! Start filming in middle of July and end at the uh, end of August. So, uh, yeah, awesome! Very good. Yeah, That's great. So it's kind of based on the pandemic, where we're oh. a bunch of campers kind of uh, go to the woods to quarantine because they want to get away from all the all the you know infected people and all that stuff. And it turns out that somebody in the group actually was exposed, and they start giving it to everybody else and they start getting symptoms and having like going mad and like, you know, start dying off one by one for the most part and everything goes all, all out of whack. Okay. Wow. Well, that's great. Sounds yeah. awesome. And you're, are you directing as well? Or? Um, Carl Miller's directing. He's my uh, co-owner of the company and he's also the, um, he's also the chief operating officer of the company. Um, I'm the chairman and co-owner of course. And then also uh, our producer is Amanda Sawyer. She's from U- Carlisle area and she, okay. um, she's my chief executive officer of the company. Awesome. Yep. So we yeah. have, we have a couple of people. I don't know if you heard of any of them, like Angel Bradford, DJ Patton, Okay. Um, they're all involved. Uh, DJ's for, flying out from LA and, uh, and, uh, angels from North Carolina, but she's a big in the special effects world of indie horror. So we're, we have, oh, her, awesome. yeah, that's really cool. Some pretty, pretty big indie yeah. horror people involved. So it's, well, it's best of luck with it. That's great. Thank that's you. Really great. Thank you so much. And I thank you for uh, coming on and joining and joining me to talk about the bone garden. I can't wait to look for it. I do collect DVDs myself, so I will go on that on their website and I will, uh, pick up a DVD copy as well myself. You know, you know what, too? I mean, it's on eBay and it's okay. not that expensive. I, I punched it in the other day. I'm like, oh, wow, 20 bucks. You can buy the bone garden on eBay. So, you know, yeah. I, I'll um, even look on there. I'll, I'll, I will definitely uh, get it because I really want to see it. And Greg, he, he had nothing but nice things to say about you. So that's why, like, the main reason why I want to reach out is because, like, I like having people that are that have a story to tell and have done made a movie because it's not easy to make a movie. And no, it's not. My, I tip my hat to anyone. And like you said, if anybody ever has a problem, it's like, well, you know, you're more than welcome to make your own movie. Right. Exactly. 
the guy from Troma has that book, Make Your Own Damn Movie. So, you know, it's exactly. like... Exactly. And yeah. it's really not easy. And the, I think the, the worst part is really the pre-production of it. Pre-production oh, is always brutal. the hardest part. Um, I don't mind making, like, getting the movie shot and doing the post-production. The pre-production with, like, managing everybody's schedules, especially oh. when you have a big schedule. Like, we have, we have about maybe, I'd say... 25-ish cast crew and, and not including extras that we need to match the schedule just uh you know get everybody we finally got that done but it could be a nightmare it could be That's a nightmare. crazy yeah and it's um you know i always tell people that filmmaking is phone calls and um and my wife even said as as we talk right on the other side of my monitor i'm creating a dcp digital cinema package nice. for, for my movie shadows so the senator can play it um, and that's taken 34 hours to, to convert because it does it frame by frame. So um, Katie, my wife, Katie, who also produces my movies with me and is a production designer, she's an artist. She, right. um, she said, Mike, how many hours have we have shadows taken from, from script to screen? Yeah. I mean, the shortest time is shooting. I mean, on the yeah. set, that's like the funnest, but it's the shortest. That's the easy part. It's yeah. the pre and post production that are going to yeah. bring the life out of you. Absolutely, so. it really is. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know how many times I've been on, how many hours alone I've been on the phone just with people to sponsor our movie so we can promote like local sponsors. Like we, like from the area I'm from, we we have Gears Dairy that is located in our area of Pennsylvania. Um, sure. I have like, you know, Mrs. T's pierogies are part of us and Yingling beer. Like they're all headquartered in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania, where we're filming. Cause that's where mm -hmm. we're from. So like just being on the phone is like you said, is the, you're always making phone calls. You're always following up because you don't hear back. And yeah, especially when you're, when you're smaller, you don't hear back right away. So oh, you yeah. follow up and get on their ass basically to kind of be like, Hey, do you, uh, did you hear anything yet? Or what is your answer? Mm -hmm. Did you get this or did you get that? I know it's crazy. Yeah. Film festivals too. You know, I've, I've, I've been sending shadows out and I get re rejection after rejection. A lot of my film friends were still in LA or, you know, the guys who know the circuit real well are like, Mike, they say, unless Julia Roberts is in your film, most festivals aren't going to care. Yeah. So that's been a hard lesson to learn. You know, if you don't have Brad Pitt in your film, a lot of festivals are going to turn it away. So the little guys like me and you have to really, really yep. work that much harder to push the boulder up the hill and try to get right. you know, some some recognition. And a lot of times when, when there are the little guys like us, we're the ones that, that when we do get into certain things and we do make it and we're like, see, now you wish you were, would have rolled the balls on us because yeah, exactly. like, it's like one of those things like we, we know we did good. We just got to get it to the right people and show them it. And when they see it, then and we actually can get them to see it, then they're like, mm -hmm. actually not bad. I like yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's like I showed you and I told you so like you know mm -hmm. but it, it's hard and it, it's harder for like us indie filmmakers because like you said if you don't have the big named actors or the big you know director attached to it you're not gonna mm -hmm. you're there they don't want to give you the time of day they really don't yeah. and yeah. yeah like I I've only I had to reach out to some of my Friday the 13th friends that I'm friends like Adam Marcus and Debbie Voorhees yeah. like I had to reach out to some of them and be like hey can you uh, look at this and, prom and like promote this like I'll give them a free copy just so they can mm -hmm. promote it because they have a bigger following than I do yeah Adam's I, always a great guy and I'm one of the few people and I don't I'm proud to say I've always loved his part nine oh, I, did I liked how you know they, they had to do a reshoot with some teenagers but basically it's all middle-aged people getting killed in that film yep. and um i like how he took it in a new direction and, and i think it's one of the best beginnings of any friday when yeah. uh, that actress is up by herself at the camp the woman from roadhouse 
um, I've, I've always loved his part nine. He's a, he's a real great guy. I'm, he's a really great guy. And I, uh, when I interviewed, uh, I mean, not when I interviewed him, I did interview him, but when, uh, but, uh, when I, when I was younger, I used to hate that movie because it wasn't your typical friend of the 13th, but as yeah. I got older and became a filmmaker, I appreciated it. Yeah. I totally. really appreciated the art it became and it did get his mm-hmm. classic following obviously now with, uh, the make, you know, hearts of darkness, the making the final Fridays coming out and, uh, mm-hmm. and like it, it's getting its own following and it's getting the appreciation it truly deserves it might have taken what 20 30 40 years but it got there. yeah <laughs> hey you know what we were slow but we'll get there like kind of like john carpenter's the thing which after yep. years and years finally got recognition you absolutely know. absolutely that was a total bomb when it came out yeah yeah, yeah. well i thank you mike for joining me it's been an honor sure and yep. yeah my pleasure man I've, and um you know watch the movie if you can get a hold of a copy i'll yep. let you know if it, and then um you know i'll clearly come on and talk to you about it again if uh yep. If you have watched the movie and have more questions, for sure. Absolutely. I would be honored to do that. I would love to have you on again. I had a great time talking to you and learning a little bit more about the Bone Garden than I didn't know. And now Mm -hmm. I definitely want to see it. And when I do see it, I will definitely have you on again. We will discuss this some more. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. You have a good rest of your your day, uh, Mike. You too. Take care. Yep. Bye.